0: How y'all doing today? This is your host, Tay, and it's an end-time podcast. Y'all listen to the writing on the wall. We got a pretty uh touchy topic today, and um, I really feel like this is on the Lord's heart. And I want to just give clarity before y'all start listening to this. I'm not speaking to everyone. I'm not speaking to every pastor. I'm not speaking to every person. I'm speaking to those who this applies to. Eat the meat, throw away the bones. So this ain't to anybody specific. This is just a what we call a realm of word that I really feel like is on the Lord's heart. And it's very important that not only just locally but universally, the body should take heed. Because this is real. This is ministry versus ministry. I believe, and I know the Lord knows, that a lot of people don't know how to, you know, serve in ministry, you know? It's, the church becomes so mechanical. You come in at 11, you come out at 12. You know, you ask the Holy Spirit to come in, and then you tell the Holy Spirit to leave when it's time to go. I'm like, what? How do you invite the Holy Spirit to come, but then you want to close the door at a specific time and say, okay, Holy Spirit, you got to go? You know, that's an issue to me deep work of healing, it become club Jesus of what you look like, what you wearing, what's on your head, how you preach, the congregation size. That's mechanical, man. It's like a machine. That's not how the church should operate. So I'm going to uh, talk about some things today. Take heed. If you disagree, you disagree. That's fine. I'm not Jesus. You know, I'm blessed and I have an open heart and an open mind and an open mouth to willing allow Jesus to speak through me and use me. But challenge what I have to say. That's fine. But also take heed. Because this is the reality in the body. Not locally or my local church. But this is the body. This is a word for the body. All right. So buckle your seatbelts. Get ready to receive. Because I really feel like this is a word for the church. Like I said, this is an end-time podcast. We don't hold back the truth. I don't hold back what the Lord pressed on my heart. And if you disagree and you don't want to listen, that's fine. Don't listen. But those who who have an open heart, you know, see yourself. Because I only speak through experience. Whereas within myself. Of what I have seen throughout my whole lifespan, going all the way back to me being raised up, you know, in a Baptist church to now. This is ain't one point or one thing or one church. This is a life like 29 years of experience of seeing through my own eyes and having the understanding from the Holy Spirit to properly communicate. So, again, this is ministry versus ministry. You need to know the difference. Check it out. Lies.
1: What thing I know about truth is surrounded by a whole lot lies. Every time you get closer, them lies multiply. Like everybody live and everybody die. Hell is a holding place. Heaven don't remain in the sky. It comes down to earth. Man's worth is dirt. Something's promised every
0: You think you walking on a, a way one way you're not on a Sunday. Sunday. Good morning, this take And we figured dive right into it So, today's podcast is for the man pleasers Today's podcast is for the religious You know, people who have their own customs And ideology and religious fundamental practices within the church this is for you this podcast is also for those who's being taken advantage of by these Sadducees and pharisees or these immature leaders within the body and it's okay to call you out because at the end of the day souls lives is at stake and we don't need you taking advantage you know, of these souls, Could God care. And if you discern and you know that these souls are quote-unquote sucking the life out of you like a leech and using you for, you know, for every resource possible, you know, and you don't say anything, you're guilty. Because at the end of the day, if they have a better relationship with you than they have with Jesus, that's the issue. If they come to you with all their problems and every single thing all the time, and it seemed like, and you never asked, uh, have you talked to Jesus about this? Have you laid it at his feet? What did he say? And you just giving them every answer in the book, and you not sending them to the Lord, you're guilty. And we're going to talk about that. You know, and we're going to start with why. Why will you not lead these people to the Lord when you know that they see something special in you? We're going to talk about that too. You know, because at the end of the day, the church is a hospital, everyone. We all know that. We all know that. We come, everybody, church is just a hospital, everyone's broken. Everyone's hurt. Everyone's ill. Everyone has issues. Everyone has something. There's not one is good in the church. Not one is perfect. Not one is esteemed higher than the other. If you really want to be honest, even from the pastor down to the my son who is two, three years, fit to be three years old, man. At the end of the day, man, we all are brothers and sisters in the Lord. All part of the same body. There's only one head, and that's Christ, not the pastor. He's not the head of the church. Jesus is. He's a member. He's a he he's someone there. God put the steward to help. You know, kind of like an under shepherd. But we all need to understand. That there is one head. We're the body. Someone say need to know your place. Man always takes stuff to the extreme. We have issues with that. We don't know how to stay in our lane. So he'd be like, dang, you started off pretty rough. Well, you know, honestly, man, I'm tired of the same cycle. I'm tired of people blaming God for man's action. I'm tired of people leaving the church because of man. I'm just tired of it. I'm like, man, it's like the, it messed up from the beginning. From the beginning, it was messed up. Everything was messed up from the beginning. When a person entered into the church, the culture, the foundation, that establishment, the generations, the leaders going back and back and back. Where did it start? It started somewhere. It was passed down. It was spiritual. It was a spirit somewhere. What was it? Who was it? Why is it still there? Who who didn't speak up? Who didn't call it out? Huh? Who's getting the glory from all of this? Who's who, who's gaining from this? Hmm? Is it Jesus? Is it is it man? There's a lot of questions to this. Why are Sadducees and Pharisees established in the church like a stronghold? Why are people? Are like slaves to men. And not bond servants to Christ. Why do you have a better relationship. With your pastor. Than you do with Christ. Huh? Why you can sit there. And you can confess. And you can. You can. Put all your whole heart out. To your pastor. And there's nothing wrong with that. But you wouldn't. But you. But you don't know what the first word to say to Christ. It's like when you try to talk to Jesus, like you don't know what to say. You got to ask yourself, believer, member, even pastor, like, why is that? Where's that personal relationship with Jesus Christ? It's fine starting off with man. Man, it, man is a great tool, and God can use man, but you got to get to the point where you where you can lean on the Lord, and you have your own personal relationship with Jesus Christ, where He know you by name. Literally, like y'all talk all day long. Like, why? You know, we're gonna talk about a lot of issues. Why? But there's an issue out here, y'all. There's members out here being taken advantage of by leaders, by pastors, by bishops, by deacons, by elders, by even experienced people in the church. There's these people out here taking advantage of these. Broken hearts because they see it. Like they smell the blood. They they see it. You know, people are broken out here, y'all. We know that. People have issues, man. People have father issues, daddy issues. You know, people got mother issues. People, people are broken. People come from some hard situations. They got big God hole like shape holes in their hearts. And then men out here, you know, like savages, see that. And because of their, you know broken this invoice and, and they need that validation they need that praise and they and they they just they seek that in them and they just take it and they just feel it and the and these weak members man and it's okay because they weak i mean we we, we all weak and they and they see this person as a hero in their life a person a hero they can go to and they build this report and they become a slave to man that means they need their pastor or they need that experienced member with, I mean, advice or criticism or wisdom, or counsel with everything in their life, and they can't even have one simple conversation with Jesus. They don't even know where to start, you know? And I'm speaking from experience because I was that person, and it took someone to bring me out, and here's the reality. It's hard for you to see that when you're deceived. It's hard for you to see yourself. I'm sorry. You need someone from the outside. And if you out here, you know, and you out here man pleasing, you out here have been deceived or been a slave to man, and some people have been trying to tug on your heart, don't crucify them. Don't say they judge me. Don't say. They don't understand. Don't say there's an enemy there against you. No, they see something. They see unhealthy practices and they try to help you. Because honestly, when you deceive, you can't see yourself and you can't help yourself. You won't be deceived if you can help yourself. That's not this, de- that's not deception. If you can help yourself, you ain't deceived. If you can help yourself, it's like, bro, you're not blind. No, it takes someone who can see. So shout out to those out here who's who's been trying to pull on people hard and say, hey, you need to go to Jesus yourself. You need to go into your prayer closet and you need to pray to the Lord. You need to confess your sins to him. You need to bow down. You need to go there. You need to scream. You need to do whatever you need to do. You need to do it to Christ. You need to do it now because it's going to come a day where Jesus is going to call you out on that and he's going to say, you don't know me. And the reality is you know your pastor. You know that experienced member in the church. You know that elder. You know that deacon. You know that bishop. You know that mother. You know that father. You know you know everybody but me. And you're going to say, but Jesus, I know you. I mean, I've done all these things in your name. Oh, really? Who you ask for wisdom, your pastor? Who you ask... I mean, that's just a simple, quote, unquote, or this situation or that situation. When have you ever came to me? I can't hear Jesus say that to me. When have you ever came to me? But then I started I understanding that more and more when things happen in my life, it's like I have this mental thing where it's like i got to go to man. I oh, don't know. It's like God is the last person for me to get advice from. When I know he speaks to me, when I know the Holy Spirit is speaking to me, when I know his Holy Spirit is talking to my heart, it's like, why do we go to man first? Why is God last? Well, for one, you got to go back to your foundation. Go back to the beginning. Let's all go back down memory lane for people. Y'all ready? Put on your seatbelts. It's going to be a bumpy ride. Something wrong with your foundation. Something went wrong. Somewhere along the way, you became a slave to man. And it always goes back to the beginning. You know, what's wrong with you? Literally. For me, I had daddy issues. My father abandoned me, he rejected me. And it hurts. My whole life I was always looking for my father To come back And be like Hey son I'm back I'm here I'm sorry You know let's start Let's let's build a relationship It never happened To the point where I found out that my father Been in the same room And I didn't even know he was my father That's how bad it is That's how bad he rejected me He was there for my other Other brothers and sisters But you know but when it he just, I mean, he be literally on the couch in front of me and never not once gave any idea that I was his son. I thought he was my older brother and sister father growing up my whole life. That's how bad he rejected me. I have deep father issues. So when it comes to men, I always look for a father. You know, that's what it started with me, because I'm speaking for what I know. I became a man pleaser because. I needed man in a specific area of my life. So all it takes for a man to, quote, unquote, care for me or love on me or accept me. You have my heart. You have my loyalty. You have my you have it all. All you have to do is just validate me and I will serve you with everything in me because I was I needed that. It it made me feel better as a person, made me feel complete. That's what went wrong with me. Because I didn't have a father and I always look for a, re- a male role model. What went wrong with you? What void you have? Who rejected you? Who denied you? Who didn't love you? Who didn't speak over you? Who wasn't there? Hmm? Something, you know? Because at the end of the day, you just don't man please for nothing. At the end of the day, it's, it's some type of gain. You, nobody just man-pleased for nothing, like just for nothing. I'm just going to man please, la, la 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 slay me, beat me. Like, nah, man, something went wrong. Something's wrong mentally. Something went wrong in your youth. Something went wrong in your teenage years. Somebody lied to you. Somebody hurt, someone hurt you. And someone came along with this false, fake healing that is temporary. Cause we only can bring temporary healing. I mean, God brings complete healing. God make us complete. There's only so much man can do. But the thing about it is, we hurt so bad that we would settle for the crumbs. I'm talking about somebody can give you crumbs and you would give them your life. They're they that hurt. They that broken. I'm I'm that broken. That all it takes from you only you only have to be a grown man to be a father figure in my life. You can be anybody. All you got to do is validate me. All you got to do is accept me. All you got to do is say, you know what? Good job. I'm all yours. I'm loyal. I would do whatever you want because I didn't have anybody say good job to me. I didn't realize how bad I needed that because all I wanted was a father. Now, what's your problem? Now, here's the here's where it gets tricky, y'all. Because to the person who come broken, and bruised to the house of God, they coming because they heard somebody preach or something happened, and they feel good, and they 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 want they, they ready to repent. They want to give their life to Christ. They want to give their life to Christ. They need to give their life to Christ. They coming. They broken. Like God, I'm coming for you. I mean, I heard a good word. It pierced my heart. The gospel. You died for me. You left me. I'm here. And what the first thing happens? You go to church or you go to someone's church and you go get your life to Christ and it seems like everything is good and great and it just oh my goodness I can't wait and they're like we're gonna plug you in. All right, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna you know we're gonna put you over here in this group or, or eat some brothers over here and all that stuff and then what happened? Then you go and then you open your eyes and you see what you see you see other men and women of God just serving and just oh my goodness it looks so beautiful Man, I'm talking about, man, when I got saved, boy, like really got saved, boy, it seemed like, boy, I ain't never seen so many perfect Christians in my life. Everything they did was perfect. How they talk is perfect. Oh, man. Then I started realizing there's anointing. Ooh, gifting. And I started looking. I'm like, wow, this person anointed. Wow. This person gifted. Oh, this person can speak the word of God. Oh, my goodness. Like, wow. I want to be like that. Uh Uh-oh. Wow, I want that. Uh-oh. Then I start realizing other things. You know, I never had an opportunity. I was never accepted. So people coming in with being rejected, never been accepted, coming with all these issues, all these relational needs, and they come to church with these same issues. And most of the time, someone approached them or, They get invited out to a a gathering or they see other people and they're like, oh man, you know, uh, I want to be a part of this. A lot of people, you know, a lot of people are nice. They'll invite you over. Hey, we got this thing going on this Friday. Hey, we got this going on. It's all great. It's all good. And then, it's some people out here who's very anointed. But there's, there's something went wrong with them. See, They have some same issues, too, but they've been around a little longer. You know, some of them know how to, you know, manipulate their issues. And this is where I have the problem, man. There's men and women God out here who know who know how to manipulate their gifts, you know, for their own precious gain. And they would do it to you. That person like me. That person like you. And they can turn you into their own personal slave. Let's keep it honest. Like literally. And something happens after that. What happens Tay? Well, we all know is eventually somebody's about to get hurt. So now they trust is in man. Now their heart and their mind, all this is to man. And one thing we know about men, men make mistakes. Man drop the ball, man fumble. Always fumble. Man. And it hurts. You no, know, to that person who comes, you know, just broken and just won Christ, end up getting a man, literally. You know? Now we're going to switch and talk to the pastors and the leaders for a second. This is for you. The reality is, you're not oblivious to what you're doing. You know that person broken. Why do you still do what you do? That person needs Jesus. That person don't need you. Why do you make yourself a need? Why do you need the glory? Why do you need the hand cloud? What's wrong with you? What happened to you? You got to ask yourself those questions. I better ask, ask yourself this now before you stand for Jesus one day. Because that's a soul. You know that soul is dependent on you. Why you can't stop and say, hey, 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 I'm just a vessel. Hey, I mean, I'm I'm grateful that God put me here in your life. But guess what? God put me here. That means he know more than me. He's higher than me. hey. Make sure you pray to him. Hey, make sure you go to him. Hey, have you talked to Christ? Huh? Why are you? I mean, what's going on, man? Let's have this conversation today. Like I'm talking to you face to face. We all know church politics. We know we all know how stuff go down. We all know the foundation is broken. We all know the culture is a man pleasing culture. I mean, we know. I mean, it's like as leaders, you got to be held responsible, man. You got to be held accountable, man. You got to deal with that. It ain't fair. Like, I'm tired of seeing broken people, man, shattered. Because when you finally hurt them, when you finally make a mistake, when you finally sin, when you finally abuse them and they can't have enough, when you finally push them away, when you finally, whatever that finally is, at the end of the day, it's going to affect Christ. It's not going to, I mean, because you're a man. We make mistakes. People like, I don't care. That person is going to quote unquote receive everything that you are done or uh, uh, do to them as Christ doing to them. And they're going to hate Christ. They're going to hate the church. That's why you always hear the same old stuff with people when they leave the church. Oh, don't talk about Christ. Don't talk about the church. What they do to you. huh? We all know somebody right now. They, they, they always got something negative about the church. In reality, it's A man did something. You can't say Jesus did it to you. You cannot say that. Come on now, bro. Jesus is a gentleman. Jesus loves us. His mercy knew everyone. I mean, bro, I can go down a list. Man did it. You gave your heart to man. And man did exactly what they do. They dropped the ball. They man. Come on now. We blame Jesus for man. And I know we're wrestling out against flesh and blood. And I know it's all spiritual or, you know, wings and high places or demons. But that demon or that spirit influenced that man. And that man made a decision. And that's consequences to our decisions. And sometimes those consequences is real. Like people leave the faith. And that be- now you become a stumbling block. And now you got to get confident for Jesus. And what did Jesus say? You know, if anyone, you, you know, be a stun block for my little little ones, it'd be better if you tell I mess around your neck and be talking to a C. And that's real, but we don't think about that. All we think about is what we want, what we can gain, what makes us feel good. That's why I say, like, what's wrong with you? What went wrong with you? You need help too. And it's very important as a leader, as an experienced member, as a bishop, as a deacon, as a pastor, as whatever your title is or whatever you feel like you're entitled. I mean, whatever it is for you. You got to take it serious. That's a soul. And ain't nothing worse than a broken soul who came to Christ, end up falling in love with man, get broken by man, leave Jesus, have this bitterness and unforgiveness. Now they worked on they are than they was before they started. And then they die one day. And without confronting the issues in their heart, and then they stand for Jesus and they get questioned on why they responded the way they did, why they left the faith. And they're going to point at you and Jesus say, that's not what turned you away. That's not what make your heart wax cold, your unforgiveness and bitterness. And they're going to blame you. And Jesus said, no, you had that power. You have you'd made that decision to walk away from me. You know, no one can pluck you out of my hands, but I never said you couldn't walk away. That's what he's going to say. And they would get judged for that. And the sad thing about it is, you know, they are. And then when they're done with Jesus, he's coming for you. And he's going to ask you, why did you put a stone block in that path? And he's going to break down exactly what's wrong with you. He said, see, you wanted glory. You wanted my sheep. You wanted power. He's going to call out every single thing that you, quote, unquote, had desire for, you wanted to gain. And he's going to say you was blinded. You blinded yourself. You got puffed up. You got too big. And what he said about being proud? <laughs> what he said about that? I mean, it's so many prideful scriptures, man. I mean, thing, um, what's the scripture? Um, Proverbs 16, 18. Pride going for destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. I mean, only only by pride come in contention, but with the well-advised wisdom. I mean, it just, if you think about it, and, and, and that's real. That's why it's important for you to humble yourself. That's why it's important for you to take whatever you have and keep a level of the fear of the Lord. I mean, the fear of the Lord is beginning of all knowledge, but food despise wisdom and instruction. And let them know, like, hey, I'm here, and I'm here as a blessing, as a gift to you. But there's someone that's higher than me. Go to Christ. Hey, make sure you pray. Make sure you pray. Make sure you pray. Make sure you pray. Go to Christ. Go to Christ. But if you don't do that, and you just always me, me, and I, 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 not only is you're powerful, but this ministry become ministry. And Jesus went and to break that, and he's going to break that ministry down. So deal with it now before he make you fall flat on your face. And we've seen so many people. We've seen so many people. I mean, do you want to be the next example when you can deal with it now, when God's mercy renew every morning, when God can give you that mercy, when God can give you that place? I don't like using this word of grace, but when God can give you that grace because he's given enough grace to everybody individually, especially for this, this ministry, this process we're in and serving him, take advantage of it now. Because souls, when they ain't nothing more sad when you see a broken soul. Who left Christ And then Because of man Has something to do with it Another man might try to come and say Hey I want to help you out But they ain't trying to listen to man They done with man I'm like that, That's not how it's supposed to be You feel me? And it's very important Pastors and leaders out here man You have to understand These are souls You will get a for that one day It's not good. It's not good at all. At the end of the day, you don't need no slaves. You don't need no servants, man. These are your brethren. Your brothers and sisters in the faith. Let them go. I know they make you feel good. I know they make you feel strong and anointed and and the man and woman of God. But they not yours. Don't abuse the scripture be good stewards. I'm just doing them. It's my flock. No, they not your flock. They Jesus flock. I mean Jesus told Peter, if you love me, feed my sheep. Well, I'm a, you like you an under-shepherd, man. Don't get it twisted. Don't take ownership of someone else's stuff. Come on now. You know, people like to take stuff out of context. This is my flock. No, it's not your flock. No it's not I'm sorry It's not That's why certain words I I try to stay away Stay away from You know I just try to search stuff I just stay away from Like grace and flock That's two words I really hate using You know But like I said This is the introduction To uh Manistry and uh And ministry You know We're gonna be talking About more stuff But uh Like I said uh Check out uh, part 2 you know but it's just a uh, introduction and I uh, hope i got your, your your you know your mind open you know but uh, check out part 2 All right, thank you
1: we started from the bottom yeah we headed to the top never sink our validation we climbed it all the way bouncing in baby baby let me scream today, today. 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 We started from the bottom, yeah, we headed to the top. Never sink our foundation, We grounded on the world, by serving and change. So the to live in Christ, today is good. In the Lord, I boost led by the Holy Ghost. I'm a man of unclean lips for my eyes. I seen the Lord I boost. There was a of hosts. Never say you're sick. I'm the definition of Romans, what was six, six, six? We drank to the end, we shot, not quick. I was strong, domestic violence of my blessing. Please, why?